we celebrate this for the second time ever, the Word of God Sunday. It's interesting to note that the Bible is the number one bestseller of all time. It's so successful that it's not even listed in the best-selling books anymore because it would be boring. It would be the best-selling book every single week for decades. So they just kind of assume that that's how it's going to be and we just list this number two as the best one. At the same time, it's probably one of the less read top-selling books. I think everyone has a Bible in their bookshelf, but maybe not all of us have really read that book. It's like the ocean. It's so close, and yet it's a place that has so many mysteries. We don't know a lot about the oceans and all that is in them. And that's how the Bible is. So on this Sunday, I'd like to encourage you to go into that book of the Word of God and to dive into that ocean, to know it. We as Catholics need to do that. It's very important. Why? Well, because it's key to, if we want to know God. It's key if we want to know ourselves. And finally, the Bible is one of the most powerful agents of transformation in the world and personally. So first, it's the way to know God. If you want to know God, you need to read the Bible. If you're going to pray deeply, you need to read the Bible. Let me illustrate this with a story that I heard a while ago. It's a story of a man called Jonathan Caven, who was a young executive at Microsoft back in the 90s. And at that time, his faith came alive. He had a big conversion, and his life began to change very, very deeply. And he decided to write to his father after many years of not being so much in contact with him. So he began drafting this letter, saved it, and left it there. Well, a bit later, he happened, he happened to be explaining how email worked. You know, those were the early days of email. So he was explaining to someone how, you can, how he could communicate, putting all these many addresses in, his, in an email. So he chose a sample email and put all these addresses there. And then he says, you can also attach a file. So just for the sample, he put this draft letter into this email and then just left it and forgot. But weeks later, this message popped up that said, you have an unsent message. Do you want to send it? And he hit without thinking, yes. And that message went out to over 100 executives in Microsoft, including the CEO. So he didn't realize it until he got a call, a call later asking, what is this letter about? And then he began to really get worried. So he went back to the draft and read it, and it went like this. Dear Dad, at last I am writing to you. I have thought about you almost daily. I have not written because I have known that I couldn't write without saying something that is real, challenging and encouraging. I am now playing soccer weekly and playing a team which is doing well. We won our last game 9-1. to I am feeling fitter, stronger, happier, and more peaceful than ever before. God is restoring the lost years. Many people at Microsoft really do not have a life outside work. The organization plays an unhealthily central role to their existence. By worldly standards, this may, not, may appear not a bad option, but it's absolutely no comparison to having Jesus as, at the center of your life as he is to mine. 
Do you know how much I craved to speak to you heart to heart, even during my most rebellious years? For so many years, we have communicated mask to mask. And that's where the draft ends. While Jonathan received some interesting responses, including two from Bill Gates, who, said, who wrote to him, no harm done. That was a big relief. A director in Canada, Microsoft Canada, wrote to him saying his, his own father had passed away a month before, and after reading his, this letter, he found himself crying in the office. One of his co-workers came into the office and told him, you know, he had fallen away from faith, but after reading this letter, he wanted to go back to church. He had this, all this impact. Because I think that, you know, the message of reconnecting with an estranged parent resonates with so many people, so many of us. And the same happens with the idea of knowing God. We had this inborn desire in us to know God, to be, to connect with God. And the Bible is like that letter that Jonathan was drafting. It's a letter that reopens that channel of communication between us and God. It's a letter that God is drafting and, and allows us to communicate, communicate with him, not mask to mask, but heart to heart, so that we can start, really start to know him. So if you want to know the Lord, we need to read this book. The second thing is, if you want to know yourself, you know, we can be a mystery to ourselves. We want to unravel that mystery. We need this book as well. Because another, we have this core desire in us to understand ourselves and the world we live in. I think we are the only species that even beyond the biological needs that we have covered many times and, and even beyond what we need, we're not content until we find meaning. I don't know why it is. I don't think it's a biological necessity, but somehow we want to understand why we live and why it makes sense to do all the things we do. And that's why we create stories and read and watch stories all the time. We want to know the stories of the superheroes and Narnia and the Crown and the Lord of the Rings, not only because it's entertaining, but also because those stories help us to think about ourselves and our own journey. And the Bible is more than just another story. It's, it contains God's script for our world. It, it helps us, more than any other story, understand who we are and why we live in this planet. You know, it's like the story of that beggar that was playing this worn-out violin the best he could, but he, he wasn't very good. Now, one day, this violin virtuoso walks by, looks at him and asks if he would allow him to play the violin. So the beggar hands it to him, the virtuoso examines it and tunes it and then begins to play this masterpiece. And people start to gather. And the beggar is jumping all around saying, it's my violin, this is my violin. Well, I'd like to imagine that God is that virtuoso. And we are the violin. And he, God can draw all these amazing sounds, these amazing stories out of this worn-out violin. And the score is the Bible. The Bible is the book that contains all this amazing music that can be played in us. 
That's what, why when we read the Bible, it resonates so deeply. Because we, we were made for that music. We were made for those masterpieces. You know, we read it and you recognize your own impulsiveness in Peter, your own sufferings in Job, your own trials in the wanderings of the Israelites in the desert, your, your thirst for adventure in Paul, and the person you'd like to become in Jesus. So we need this book to recognize who we are meant to be, what's, what we're made for. And then finally, the Word of God is the most powerful agent of personal transformation there is. Because it doesn't just affect the surface of society. It goes to the deepest layer. The, the Bible is a transforming word. It does, it's not just a word that tells us something that happens out there. You know, there's some language that they call informative language. But there's also performative language. There's language that does things, create things. When a person tells you, I love you, that person is not just informing you of some fact out there. He's, he's, that person is strengthening love. If someone tells you, I forgive you, something is changing. If a judge says, you're sentenced to this penalty, something happens with that, with that language. Well, the Bible is that kind of language. It's performative language. It makes things happen when the Lord speaks to us. You can see it by the impact. Look at the city of Nineveh, all these people converting. There are so many people who listen to the word and their lives are changed. Look at Jonathan Caven. This man allowed the word of God to come in and everything started to change around him. The word of God can get into any environment and transform it, a family, the corporate world, a school, a classroom, a social circle. Or look at the impact of vocations. How can people leave everything behind and follow Jesus? Leave Zebedee and the Nets and their known life in that lake and embark on this huge adventure. How can that happen? Well, it's the power that only the Word of God has. Okay, let's get down to the practical side. What can we take away and do about this? Very simple. Read the Bible. Don't be intimidated by it, especially if you don't get many things when you start reading. That will happen. Scripture is an acquired taste. Take some time to get used to it. But let me suggest two ways to read the Bible. The first one is you can do the daily readings, the readings we have every day for Mass. And you can use a resource like go into the USCCB website and read those daily readings in the morning. You can also get something like this, which is out there for free, The Word Among Us or Magnificat and have those daily readings with you. And once you get into this habit, that can evolve into a daily meditation. So that's number one. Number two would be embark on a systematic plan to read the entire Bible. If you read a chap one chapter a day, in three years, you will read the entire Bible. You may say it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time, but it's only five minutes a day. I mean, if you're in a rush, you can always read more than five minutes. But that will get you there. Start. One chapter a day. And I can tell you something. It's amazing the difference it makes when you are reading the entire Bible and you, you've, you know it, you, you know more of it. You understand so much better what's being read at Mass. It's like night and day. You recognize where this belongs. 
makes much, so much more sense. So at the end of Mass today, we'll be handing, handing out this three-year plan to read the Bible that we gave with Father Ivan last year. It's a sort of arrangement of the books in an order that it makes, it makes more sense, so it'll be easier to understand the sequence of them. So go for it. Dive into this ocean. Learn what God has in store for you. May we pray. Lord God, thank you for speaking to us in the words of Scripture. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus the living word that we may come to know you better. Create in us at this Mass, Lord, a thirst for your word, a desire to seek you, that we may walk towards you and find you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.